Well, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Welcome to the only show that doesn't care about ratings. Our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes and syndication options. Connect with the show on social media or by calling 513-900-8070. April Fool's Day is typically a joker's holiday, but the Bible says that a fool is someone that denies the existence of God. Where does this celebration of silliness come from, and why do so many people partake in the festivities? Well, some believe that the origins of this day came in the 16th century when the Julian calendar, which starts on April 1st, was switched to the Gregorian calendar, which begins on January 1st. Those that forgot about the change were made fun of and called fools. Now that sounds like a great origin story, but April Fool's Day actually got its start much earlier around 300 A.D. You see, April 1st was actually the day that the Romans celebrated Uranus, the god of the sun, by sacrificing Christians to the lions in the Colosseum. According to Roman legend, Uranus was created by chaos and created chaos among humans. So the chaos of Christians fighting for their lives against hungry lions was actually a gesture meant to appease Uranus for the coming year and prevent chaos from ensuing among the Roman citizens. Rick, it's April Fool's Day. Have you dealt with any pranks or anything yet for today? I have. I have. Okay, what, what's one of the pranks that you dealt with today? Uh, I was told that um, my girlfriend had a flat tire. Okay, well, th- that seems pretty minor. Pretty I-, minor. I know a lot of times people say the girlfriend said, oh, I'm pregnant or something like that. Right. So you're, you're probably relieved that it was just a flat tire. Absolutely. Okay, so she got you. She did. Awesome. And how long did it take for you to realize it was just a prank? Uh, well, I called her pretty quick okay. uh, to find out if I needed to go get her or have her turn around. She had just left the house. So uh, it was pretty quick. So it wasn't too painful. Well, that's good. So, uh, why do you think people celebrate April Fool's Day, you know, making the pranks and all that? Uh, it's it's a day to have fun, really. Just to, you know, mess with people, and it's all in good fun. Right. Basically, you see how gullible people are. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm a Christian, and this is a Christian radio show, and one of the things that the Bible says is uh, it's kind of along the lines of April Fool's Day. It says, the fool says in his heart there is no God. What do you think about that? Do you think there is a God? I'm actually not going to answer that. Okay. Any reason why? Nope. No? Okay. Just not interested in answering that. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, Rick, thank you for being on the show. You're listening to Listening? Radio. So, Monica, we're here on the campus today. We're talking to people about April Fools. Have you been fooled at all today? Um, not yet. <laughs> okay. Have you tried to fool anyone else today? No. <laughs> no. Okay. So, why do you think people celebrate April Fools' Day? I don't know. I guess it's just uh, something fun they could do that's out of the ordinary. You know, from every day, like you know, just like a regular day. Well, like I said before, this is a Christian radio show. I'm, I'm a Christian. And one thing that the Bible says is the fool, like April Fool's, the fool says in his heart there is no God. 
What are your thoughts about that? Do you think that's a true statement? Uh, what was it again? The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Um, I think you can, you can interpret it, you know, both ways. Like, you know, he could be a fool for not believing it or, you know, could be a fool for, for believing it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So what about you, Monica? Do you believe that there is a God, a power outside of us that, that created everything? Uh, yes. You do? Okay. So what, uh, what belief system do you have or what God do you follow? Um, I don't really have like a structured, you know, God that I believe in, but I believe in there's, you know, there's a greater external power like over us. And where do you get your information about this external power or this being that is over us? Um, I used to go to vacation Bible school when I was younger. I went to like, um, like a Baptist, like church for like, you know, summer school and stuff. So, so is that what you believe then? Do you believe what the Bible says about God? Um, yeah, like parts of it. Okay. So you, you believe part, uh, basically you're kind of making up your own idea of God as you go along? Um, I guess, yeah, in, the, in a way. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but that's actually breaking one of the Ten Commandments. It's, uh, you shall not bow down to any false idols or make any false gods to suit yourself. Uh, that's uh, one of the Ten Commandments, and God says that he is to be number one, the God of the Bible. So what are your thoughts regarding the fact that you've broken one of the Ten Commandments, or probably two of the Ten Commandments, because you're not putting the God of the Bible first in everything. I mean, like I said, I don't really believe in, like, a structured, like, you know, God and, like, I guess, like, follow all that, I guess, beliefs, but, yeah. Well, uh, let me let me share with you one more thing that the Bible says. It says in Revelation 21.8 that idolaters, those who make their own gods, will uh, have their part in the lake which burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Does that concern you that if you were to die today, there's a very good possibility you could be going to hell? Um, I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> well, it concerns me. That's why I'm out here and I'm sharing stuff with people. Uh, but there's a way to escape hell. In spite of what you've done in the past, you can actually have your sin of idolatry and any other sin totally forgiven, totally wiped clean from your slate. Would you be interested in knowing how to do that? Um, I mean, possibly. (laughs) Well, let me share with you that God loves you, okay? In, In spite of the fact that you have sinned against him, in spite of the fact that you have created your own God because you don't like the God of the Bible, which the Bible says none of us do, none of us seek after the true God of the Bible, at least right away. And it says that God loved you so much, he sent his son to this earth, Jesus Christ. He was born of a virgin. He lived a perfect life. He always put God first in all things. And then he died on the cross, paying for the sins of mankind, not because he broke the law, but because you broke it and I broke it. And then he rose from the grave three days later, defeating death. And he offers you eternal life if You will turn from your sinful nature, your sinfulness, and put your trust in him alone. Does does that make any sense to you? Yeah. Okay. So, what, well, let me kind of 
ask you to recap what I just said. What must you do to have your sins forgiven? I guess just to try to, like, rectify it, just, like, you know, follow, like, the beliefs, like, try to, like, I guess, like, not <laughs> make up what you believe as you go kind of thing. Um, that, that's not, not really it. Uh, turning from your sin, you know, having a change of mind about, about God, you know, turning from your sinfulness and turning to God, doing like a 180, and then putting your trust in the one God sent, Jesus Christ. Put your trust in him, what he did on that cross. He did that for you so that you could have eternal life. But the choice is still yours. If you reject that offer, that gift, you still will die in your sins and you'll still spend eternity in hell. So the offer is there, but you have to receive the gift or reject the gift. That's that's where you're at right now. Um, and I hope that you will receive the gift uh, at least one day before it's too late. You know, the Bible says that our lives are like a vapor. It's here for a second, then it's gone. You know, let me ask you this. When are you going to die? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you know, nobody knows except God. And I would encourage you to get right with God, the God of the Bible, before it's too late. So, any parting words before I take off here? Any final thoughts? Um, not really, besides the fact that I'm, you know, I'm keeping, like, open-minded, you know, about, you know, God and everything. Because, um, you know, I haven't thought about those things in a while, you know, since, like, vacation Bible school. I've gone to, like, some, like, church events with friends and stuff, but, like, you know, I haven't given that too much thought. So this is kind of, like, um, I guess, like, you know, reminiscing and, like, you know, uh, thinking back about the past. Well, definitely think about those things. And do you have a Bible? Uh, no. Go to BibleGateway.com. It's a free online Bible. You can read the Bible there. I would encourage you to read the book of John in the Bible, okay? It tell, tells you much more than I have about the life of Jesus and what he did for you, okay? Okay. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Come to the Big Apple to learn how you can share and defend your faith biblically. Use your training to witness to people from all walks of life in places like Times Square, Battery Park, Chinatown, even on the subway. Repentant Witness will push you to the limit from August 4th through the 7th. Register today at RepentantWitness.com to secure a spot. Sign up by May 10th and travel costs while you're in New York will be included for free. Are you ready for the ultimate mission trip? Go to RepentantWitness.com right now because space is very limited. If you're looking for a conference where you can be trained on biblical evangelism and street-level apologetics, especially on questions regarding biblical creation, we have just the conference for you. Our list of speakers is Pastor Andrew Rappaport from Striving for Eternity Ministries, Dr. Anthony Sylvester Jr. from Creation Revival Ministries, and Ricky Gantz from G220 Ministries and the G220 Radio Host. There will be a free lunch and free registration for those who are registered by April 15th. Go to www.rememberedministries.org to register. Rohan, we're on the campus today. We're talking to people about April Fool's Day. Yeah. Now, I want to give you the heads up. This is not a prank. You are possibly going to be on the radio. I'm yeah. recording. So let me ask, have you been pranked today or have you pranked anyone? Uh, I have pranked, but it's not been anything too bad. It's just been like jokes here and there. So. All right. So g give me an example. What, what have you done today? 
Uh, let's see. So, I, like, just put, like, um, just, like, your stupid pranks, like, where you just touch somebody on the side <laughs> of their, of their shoulders, and, like, I don't know, nothing, nothing too bad, so, yep. Gotcha. Let me ask, uh, why do you think people celebrate April Fool's Day? Um, I'd say that it's always nice to just have a day where you can just joke around and, you know, it's okay, it's okay to joke as long as you're not hurting anybody, in my opinion, so... It's always, I think jokes bring bring happiness and laughter to people, and that's a big part of life, is to laugh. So. Okay. So, uh, as I told you before, I'm, I'm a Christian. This is a Christian radio show. And uh, one of the things that the Bible says about fools for April Fool's Day is that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, I'm no, uh, I'm no Christian, but I, I do feel like a... Uh, closeness with like some kind of supernatural deity or god so um i don't i think people are entitled to their own opinions um but me personally i think that um there is something out there that's always keeping me safe and um i'm i mean that's that's my opinion so i think people are entitled to their own opinions okay so what is, what type of spiritual background do you have? You know, you, you say that you believe there is some type right. of deity. So that's good. The Bible says you're yeah. not a fool, according right. to that. So what is it that you do believe? What what God do you follow? Um, so I'm a Hindu. Uh, I'm not necessarily, I don't, so I'm, I would call myself not too great of a Hindu, but um, I would just say that, you know, in times of struggle and, and whatnot, when I'm, when I'm fearful, um, when I feel like I don't have anything else, I always just pray to God, and then I, then I feel like I have hope. I have uh, like a possibility to get through struggles. So I think that's that's the point of God to help you when you feel like you don't have anything else. Okay. So now with the Hindu religion, there's like a whole bunch of different gods. Right. Which one is it that you pray to when when you need help? Um, any. It, it doesn't matter, honestly. I think just a general "Hey God" I type think, deal. I, yeah, honestly, I I think that, like I said. I think God is there just to fi- to give you confidence in time of struggle, and so um, it honestly doesn't. As long as you get that feeling when after you're praying to God that you feel confident that you can overcome your obstacles, I think that's the the big point. So, now, do you ever go to God when you're not struggling? Um, yes, I go to God when I feel like I have achieved something um, in my life. I think sometimes here and there I'll just pray in the morning, be like, "Thank you for." for giving me another day um, because I know that there are a lot of people around this world that don't have another day. So I think that's important that we pray to whatever, you know, that appreciate our own life that we have another day to live. So so let me go a little deeper now. What do you believe happens when you die? Me? Um, well, so according to Hinduism, it's reincarnation. But honestly... I don't know if you go to heaven or hell or if you get reincarnated. Honestly, I don't know. All I know is that we have we have today, and so I'm just living in today. So, okay. Well, according let, let's stick with the the Hindu uh, traditional beliefs of, of reincarnation. Right. Uh, basically, if you live a good life, you get reincarnated into something better. If you live a bad life, you go reincarnated into something bad, right? Yeah, that's true. So, if reincarnation is true, 
do you think you will come if you were to die today do you think you would come back as something better or something worse um i'm hoping better i i feel like that personally when i see that i feel like collectively i bring more happiness than despair to people um in my i'm not pure i've done things i I regret i wish i didn't haven't done but i think as a collective total being i think that i've been generally my intent has always been good and i uh, always try to go for doing good things for people and sacrificing my own time to help other people so i would hope that uh you know if reincarnation a reincarnation is totally true that um i'd be in a higher higher being so yeah well let's put that to the test real quick three questions how many lies have you told in your whole life too many what do you call someone who tells lies? A uh, liar. Good. Have you ever stolen anything, even something small? Uh, yes. What do you call someone who steals? Um, a stealer? I don't no, know. those are the guys in Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you call them? Starts with a T. Um, T. Starts with a T? Ends with Eef. Thief, okay. There you I go. You. <laughs> One more. Uh, have you ever used the name God or Jesus or Christ in a way that is derogatory like a curse word uh yes i think i have yep okay that one's called blasphemy okay so uh what i've just done is i've gone through three of the ten commandments uh basically good moral standard acknowledged by all right and what you've admitted to me is that you are a lying thieving blasphemer at heart right and you said you told a lot of lies. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't even go into how many times you stole or how many times you used God's name in vain. Right. But it looks to me that you're not as good as you think you are. So we, you know, do you, you know, according to the Christian religion, according to Christianity, the Bible says that all liars will have their part in the lake of fire, that's hell, right. and that no thief will inherit the kingdom of God, which is heaven. And it also says that God will not hold you guiltless for taking his name in vain. So based on that standard, do you think you are good enough to go to heaven if heaven is the real place? Um, If heaven is the real place, um, I would say I think that's a relative uh, same. I mean, I don't think in my personal opinion, that there is a person in this world who hasn't done something bad. And I think, like, bad is also a relative term. So if I compare myself to one person, I might be a good person, good enough person to go to heaven. But if I compare myself to another person, then no, they deserve to go heaven over me. So I think heaven is completely relative as in who gets who gets accepted to go into there and all that. that that's a good point. You know, the... the m- you know, who do we measure ourselves by? You know, if we look at, at ourselves compared to Hitler, we're all saints. Right. But if we look at ourselves compared to, I don't know, Mother Teresa or something, we're all like Hitler. So what is the ultimate standard that we need to measure ourselves by? Well, according to Christianity, the ultimate standard is God. Okay. And God is perfect right. in thought, word, and deed. And we are not. And basically, he says that if you are not perfect, you go to hell. Do you know of anyone that is perfect? No. So we all go to hell. That's a conundrum. Right. Well, 
God did something for you and for me and for everybody else so that we could escape hell in spite of our sins or in spite of breaking the Ten Commandments. Do you know what that is? Um, does it have to do, I don't know, with Jesus Christ, with like taking everyone's, I mean, taking the sins for other people? It, it does. It does. You see, God sent his son Jesus to the earth, born of a virgin, fully God, fully man, never sinned. He was perfect. And even though he never broke the law, he died on the cross. He was punished, not because he broke it, broke the law, but because you and I broke the law. Okay? He was taking our sin upon himself and paying the fine that we deserve to pay. And then he rose from the dead three days after that. And he, so he defeated death, defeated hell, and he offers everyone, you, me, eternal life. But there's a catch. You have to turn from your sin and put your trust in Jesus Christ alone. Turn from your sinful nature. The Bible says we all have a, a built-in uh, propensity to do what is wrong, right. to do what is against God. But if we turn from that sinfulness and we turn to God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ alone, he will forgive us. He will wipe all your sins away and he will give you eternal life. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does. Let me ask, is there, is there anything like that in the Hindu religion that you know of? Um, so, like I said, I'm not too, too good of a Hindu. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't too like, immersed in the, like, um, the history and all that. But I know there, I mean, there are stories in Hindu culture that talk about um, people that do, like, um, do good things and people learn from those good things. Um, so not maybe not a single figure, but I think there's multiple figures that do encompass what um, Jesus Christ has taught uh, people. Yep. So in, in the Hindu religion, did anyone ever pay for the sins of mankind by dying on, by, by dying, shedding their blood uh, for people's behalf and then rising from the dead, defeating death? Um, not that I'm aware of, I don't think. Well, you see, Christianity is totally different from every other world religion. Because every other world religion says it's on you to get to heaven or to get to the good afterlife, whatever that may be. Christianity says you can't do anything. You deserve hell, no matter what how many good deeds you do you still deserve hell but in spite of that God is willing to let you go to heaven if you trust in the one who paid your fine if you trust in the one who is willing to take away your sins so that is the option before you right now is to accept that gift or to reject that gift and I'm not looking for an answer right now. That's something that you need to do on your own. But I would encourage you to get right with God, the God of the Bible, the one true God, Mm -hmm. before it's too late. When are you going to die? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody does but God. Mm -hmm. So get right with God before it's too late, okay? And one last thing before I go. What is two plus two? Um, Mathematically, four. Yeah, that's typically the right answer. Um, there's a million, billion, kajillion wrong answers to that equation, correct? Right. Just like with religion. There can be many, many, many wrong answers 
but there is only one right answer. And I encourage you to, to read a Bible. If you don't have one, BibleGateway.com, you can read it for free. Read the Bible and test to see if what I'm saying is true. Okay? Right. Okay. I just think, um, thank you for speaking with me. I just think that the purpose of religion itself, um, no matter what, is just to teach people to do good in their life. Um, and so I think as long as people are doing that, that they should not feel any co coercion or anything um, to go to any other beliefs. I think that the only the purpose of religion is to bring confidence into people, to give them love, to, to spread love. So, yeah. Well, I, I disagree with that, but I, I have no problem with you doing nice things. Right. Nice things are nice, you know, but they're not going to save you from the lake of fire. You know, that, that's why I share this with you. I'm, I'm warning you because I don't want you to go there. I just don't know. I mean, the, I mean, just religion itself, there's a lot of supernatural things that go on. All I know is that I've never seen um, Lake of Fire. I've never seen Apocalypse. I've never seen multiple gods from my, even my own Hindu, um, you know, religion. And so I think that, you know, we shouldn't totally depend on religion to... I think religion is there for us when we need it, but I don't think that we should, you know, base our life around it. That's my opinion. So, And I, my last statement to you is, it's not all about us. It's, so. it's never about I mean it's never all about it it's about how other people um, but I don't think that honestly I, I don't know I'm just thinking just uh, I just don't think that so, depending on your, your life on based off the, the scriptures of any text that have been uh, written long ago uh, completely applies to us today because the world changes people change our perspective of life changes and so we also have to adapt to that as well and we, we accept what we think will apply to our today and we um we don't necessarily have to accept everything so well thanks again for being on the show you're listening to when this radio folks could you all gather around i want to show you something here that is absolutely remarkable what this is it's called a biochemical pathways chart this is only a sample and this other chart I have in my hand is bigger than this one. And the whole thing would be nine feet long. And it's the interreactions between the proteins in one single human cell. Now you look at this, it looks like a schematic drawing, like a blueprint of something very sophisticated. There are over 80 trillion cells in your body, 80 trillion of these. And they all must work together for you to live and breathe and walk and think and see and hear and taste and smell. Now all of that is not by chance. Do you see that? You see the sophistication of the design. Okay, now let's think about that for a minute. If we were to examine a blueprint of a house or an airplane, no one in their right mind would conclude that that design came about by accident as a result of chaos or from an explosion. Yet, atheists can look at the intricate design of a cell and deny the existence of the designer. It makes no sense. It's illogical to think that something this amazing just happened by chance. But then again, the reason people choose to deny God has very little to do with logic and everything to do with sin. All men know that God exists, yet they deny Him in an attempt to escape His authority. In our country, we have this big mountain, Mount Rushmore, with four of the presidents carved in it. Maybe you know of this. It's very famous. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's called Mount Rushmore. Now, would you say that that could happen by chance? That by evolution and rain and erosion and wind and lightning and whatever else, that it could have carved those four faces on that rock? Of course I don't. Of course not, because you're not a fool, right? But you believe that the men that that mountain depicts happened by chance. You don't believe that the image of their face on a rock could happen by chance, but you believe they happened by chance. Now, what's there's a disconnect here. Your logic doesn't carry through. So what can we learn from the clips on today's show? Well, we know that humans like to joke with others, and there's nothing wrong with playing harmless pranks on your friends and family. We also see that people don't like what the Bible says about atheists. The truth is, though, that when you look around at all the created things, it really is foolish to say that nothing created it all, especially by random chance processes. I was really hoping to run into some atheists and get their thoughts regarding Psalm 14.1 while I was on the streets, but God had other people in mind that needed the gospel. If you were hoping to hear some interviews with atheists, then check out episode 60 of Witness Radio titled National Atheist Day. I'll link to it and other related episodes in the show notes for this episode, episode 103. Oh, by the way, the origin of April Fool's Day is actually unknown. I played a belated fool's joke on you. Did you fall for the story from earlier about the lions and Christians? It was actually mixed up bits of history and a little imagination. Don't believe everything you hear on the internet. If you enjoyed this episode of Witness Radio, please rate it and share the show with others. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share the gospel. May God bless you. Witness Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.